What's up, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Present Father Project. Thank you for being here. My name is Tali O'Connor. I'm the host and creator of the show, and um, I'm super stoked to introduce you to the one and only Ross Blake. Um, we had a phenomenal conversation. Um, yeah, only came across and only connected with Ross recently, actually. But it's one of those ones where you you know you have one conversation and you feel like you've known somebody for years. So um, really, really enjoyed this one. He's a men's leadership coach and movement teacher, and he's a father and a husband. Um, he's got around two decades, um, so he's been in the game for a while. Uh, two decades of experience in coaching in a, in a wide range of areas from relational physics, sexuality and sexual mastery, life coaching and archetypal psychology, strength and conditioning, nutrition and physiology. So the full full gambit. And I think that's why we connected so well. Um, and Roscoe's core philosophy is, and this really comes through in the podcast, is that, that embodied physicality layered with broad self-awareness is the key to going deep and stepping forward in our lives. So really combining that physicality and embodiment aspect with deepening our self-awareness. And then we speak to that a lot in the show. So yeah, Ross is a father to three sons and he says that, yeah, that's been the ultimate uh, crucible and, and the clearest mirrors in his life. And we, we talk about um, all the challenges and the epicness um, that the, the transition into fatherhood has offered him. So we dive into a lot in this episode. Definitely this one could have been probably a four-hour conversation um, if we had the time, but family was calling. But um, what we did dive into was some really powerful stuff. We spoke about working with grief as part of the transition into fatherhood. That was huge. Um, opening up to your partner in a way that creates safety and doesn't smother her or him. Overcoming overcoming the lone wolf paradigm and, and not going alone. So Ross shares how he personally did that and then some tools um, if, if that's still running for you, how you can as well. We spoke about the importance of expanding our conscious awareness like I touched on before and leaning into your own feminine energy and what that provides not only for yourself but for your partner and for your children. Um, and Ross actually offers in real time some embodiment practices to enhance your vitality um, and then we wrap up talking about a really important topic that I think doesn't get enough airtime and that's sex intimacy in general but especially after children so yeah this is a jam-packed conversation it definitely won't be the last uh, last time you hear from Ross on this podcast we'll definitely be dropping in again um, be sure to go and follow him over on Instagram at um, underscore Roscoe Blake and um, yeah get around him here he offers some great stuff over there too and if you haven't already come and join us in the Present Father Project community group. So the link to join is in the Facebook group. There's an awesome group of men, um, some awesome conversations popping off in there already. And uh, I'll be dropping some consistent trainings in there. So depending on where you're listening to this, if you're listening to this when it comes out, then um, there's going to be a training on health and vitality in a couple of days. Um, and there'll be some consistent stuff coming centered around leadership very soon. So... Without any further ado, let me introduce you to Roscoe Blake. We're live. Roscoe, my man, cool. thank you for being here. Thanks for making the time. Yeah, finally, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. Um, and to kick things off, just to, I guess, give all, all the listeners a little bit of an insight um, into where you're at, just, just, yeah, what does fatherhood look like for you? 
at this present moment? Where are you at in your journey with it? Mm. Well, I have three sons, uh, Eden, who's six, Frey, who's four, and Marla, who's 18 months. Uh, I have a beautiful supporting um, wife, uh, lover, partner. Um, I definitely would put that in the category of sacred union. So I'm very, very blessed in the, in the sense that our, our family is uh, very unified. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a teacher, movement teacher. I do, you know, men's work and um, a lot of, particularly through the lens of embodiment. So I'm constantly faced with my shortcomings and constantly faced with, you know, my practices within the household. Um, actually, uh, someone who you've interviewed before, uh, Trevor Spring, on your, yes. um, your previous podcast, mm. um, yeah, he would say that, you know, like fatherhood or just parenting in general is like the ultimate dojo. So, yes. you know, um, so my, uh, the terrain that I sit on is definitely sort of, it, it's full you know, it's uh, so like every part of the the dojo, there's something to learn, you know. Mm. So like there's so many different developmental ages and, you know, because we're also wanting to, yeah, approach it consciously. Like maybe that's almost harder too because there's just no room for ignorance. And, yeah, so every day you constantly get, um, you get beat up. And, but that really fascinates me, you know. I feel like it's another iteration of the the warrior, you know. So in terms of um yeah what what you're to cultivate within yourself to actually just be a more present father so yeah so i'm in for it you know um but yeah definitely every day you uh you get bruised in some way i feel Mm. like that's the joy of it and that's also the you know the like almost tyranny of it too you know (laughs) like it just it's like this malevolent force that just kind of like is around you all the time so it's it's ever present so Mm. Yeah, how so, how have you mm. how do you cultivate restoration? How do you cultivate yeah, how do you navigate that without um mm. yeah, slowly imploding? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, that's a lot through like like you mentioned, it's it's a lot to carry and it's an ever present. So I guess to to ma- to mm. manage that and to coexist with that, there needs to be mm. ever present restoration. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> For those to equal out. So like, yeah, what are yeah. how do you how do you tackle that at the moment? Uh, well, man, just even before getting on this call with you, um, so yeah, I was with my younger son all day and, um, you know, the, you know, I guess the sort of 15 minutes that I had, you know, just in the shower, just really sort of optimizing what I do in there. So it's not just about washing my body and doing the the default things. It's like actually embedding practices or stacking my shower with practices that I know Mm -hmm. are going to make me feel grounded in my body so very specifically what i actually did was i grabbed some oil right and i just gave myself a massage you know i've been giving to the family all day so i just gave back to myself Mm. and you know i particularly focused on my central column because you know as a as a movement teacher who focuses on embodiment i guess over time i've really noticed that like where the tension builds up throughout the day with all the space holding right mm. is right through the central column so everything from my asshole to my cock through my belly diaphragm my mm. heart and chest my throat up into my jaw and my earlobes and all i did was actually just focus on that central column starting at my ears 
the jaw, the neck and the throat and the, the chest and under the arms or the lymph nodes there got into the diaphragm and the belly and, Always you know, finished with yeah, the cock and the, the nuts yeah. and the, yeah. uh, right through to the asshole and actually just take care of you know, essentially what was, you know, maybe you could say was my, you know, my vagal, vagal nerve tone sort of starting mm-hmm. to disappear or whatever. So that whole tube that runs through the center of the body, just softening it a little bit, you know, mm. because it's, it's starting to tense up. And then I did some shaking, just stood there and just like let my body shake and rattle. And every time I took a breath out, I literally exhaled out, exhaled out the the load that I was carrying for the day. It's like, okay, now it's my turn. I get to do something nourishing, which is connecting with you. It's just like, you know, like literally like all the frustrations, all the burdens, all the pieces that I've been carrying coming out in sound. Uh, and a couple of, you know, beats on the chest and a little run of cold water. And, you know, the system is somewhat reset, yeah. right? Like you just gotta, you just gotta do what you can. And, and um, I, I feel like that might be a big piece is that the frustration comes when you're, you're trying to do it the way you've always done it. You've actually just got to surrender and let die <laughs> a yeah. bunch of the ideals and actually just do what needs to be done in that moment to do what needs to be done. It's a real, and I think that's the real, that's the real gift that we can kind of give back if we're taking that time out for ourselves. Um, but I, I'll just cycle back a little bit. I have, um, there's something else coming through for me there in that um, I, I guess a way to sort of like manage um some of that load like around how to take care of yourself in a slightly more zoomed out way too, which I think is a really important piece because it it's beautiful for, to have like little practices to manage how you're feeling in the moment. But sustainability is a really, really key word for fathers. You know, it's definitely a big piece for me because if we're not able to play the long game, mm. right, it just, it just won't work, right? Because it's really easy to... Uh, have a child and just be super motivated with it, right? And it's it's almost, it sounds strange, but it's almost a bit of like a holiday because you stop work and you're, you're just with your partner and your child and that's so nourishing. You get so in and you're like, yep, I'm going to be a present father. I'm going to be conscious about this. I'm going to show up. Yes, yes, yes. You keep saying yes to it. But what happens with that is that like the male biological system is just, it's just not handled for that kind of chaos. You know, I think our gift is bringing some of that order in. And so like that chaos, particularly with children, and I definitely notice this right now with my, the ages of my, my children is that like they're incredibly feminine because they're constantly changing, you know, their <laughs> state of being is just like ah! all the time. So being around that I actually become a, a notice in my body. I actually, I internally start to have chaos. Right, I start to become maybe a bit estrogenic. And if we just look at basic physiology, when we're meditating, when we're in solitude, when we're having time out, it's and doing nothing, like there's that sort of yeah, solitude and stillness, that blissful abyss in a way, that's where our testosterone comes back up. Mm-hmm. And that's where we can actually, you know, get in and help out the family the most. That's where we can keep saying yes from. So um I guess to my point there is, yeah, be, yes, take the time out to sort of do the practices and feel good, but really also understand that from a more macro perspective, a more zoomed out place, we can't say yes to too much. 
Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, that's not that stereotypical. Well, no, I've just got to work all day and I've got to do my thing because I'm a man. We're having to sort of restructure it and come up with that new way where there's a bit of that. Like, I think mm-hmm. there's some truism in that. Yeah. Particularly when we look at it from that testosterone place, that's really helpful. Like our mm-hmm. partner wants that from us. Our children need it from us. It helps us feel really spacious. Um, but going too far in that direction will, will, we'll miss things as well. Equally, if we only just say yes to being a father, we'll miss, we'll miss a lot too. So there's some balance in there. I don't have an exact answer for it, but it's, it's worth noting, you know, cause yeah. we're not, we're not women. We're just not. And that's not, you know, I know a lot of women sort of say, well, you should, you know, walk a day in our shoes and see what it's like to be with the kids. And it's like, well, yeah, I, I can, but it's only authentic to a point. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that might be the biggest piece in terms of self-care is acknowledging yeah. that biological piece without hiding behind it, you know. Yeah, 100% and I can um, yeah. I love that and speaking to the long game, it's it's so yeah. so important. Um I was asked to speak into sort of health and vitality for men as part of a, a conscious parenting course. So I was just sort of touching on one piece and that's pretty much what I bought in. It's like, mm. it's not the juices, it's not the water, it's the reframing how we actually put ourselves in our lives in terms of that positioning, that zoom out shift mm. and that zoom out check-in has to be there. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, we can we can only last so long. And um, and I agree that that solitude and that... Um, the pendulum can swing, right? It's like the yep. there's this narrative against the working 80 hours a week, father never there. So it's like, oh, sweet, I'm going to just do the complete opposite of that. And it's like that's mm-hmm. got a time frame and that has its limitations too. And I think it's like every man's is finding where do I fit? What What's mm-hmm. the authentic place for me along that? And it's not going to be the same as Jim next door or Bob over the road. It's like we've all got our own individual makeup as well. So it's like mm-hmm. that's the the kind of dance is like finding where is yeah. that that fit because um, it also just sparked my mind, something my doula, our doula said to us, it was really early days um, and it was something, I can't remember the exact context, but it was me speaking into um, wanting to be there more, take the load, all of these things. And, and I think I was speaking to even sleeplessness and my doula who's incredible, she was like, yeah, mums had cats had more of a hormonal shift that can help support her through that and then it was the first time i'm like you know obviously i know we're not the same and there's are huge biological differences but i hadn't put that into the frame of fatherhood i was just like i can do that i can keep up with that yeah. i can i can yeah. you know and it's like well to a point for a few hours like but it's like there are those differences and, and acknowledging and honoring those without like you say using it as a cop out like hiding yeah. behind it is um yeah such an important point so thanks for um yeah thanks mm. for bringing that in yeah um, well that just got me just quickly just thinking yeah, about yeah. like that that part of us that does want to swing the pendulum a bit further into working more and you know i mean that could just be following direction and purpose too you know like it, um that sort of intrinsic drive that we still have to sort of maintain some identity which is very healthy right yeah but the what I feel like we can do with the piece that still really wants to be there and hold that pose through the sleepless nights and through the challenges and, you know, and be love and presence and consciousness for the family is, well, you know, sometimes, yeah, we can't use that in that context within the family, but maybe that's what we use to create some community around it. 
so that we don't feel like we have to sort of shoulder more of it as well, as well as our partner. Yeah, so using some of that time away from the family to have conversations with other family members or people in the community and just be like, yo, you know, especially if, especially if other guys are connecting, it's just like, how do we do this together? Because, right. you know, yeah. biologically we can't do it alone. Like I, I, I've tried like a couple of times, you know, mm. I'll just get better at my practices and I'll hold a better masculine pose. And it's just like, you're just like hanging on at the edge of the cliff. And meanwhile, yeah, yeah you just, yeah. yeah. Fantasizing about being an ignorant 80 hour work week guy. But I think yeah. that might be the piece in the middle is wall community. Oh yeah. man, you're preaching to mm. the choir right now because mm. that we got a little taste of that. We went to the Cocos Islands to see Kat's family. She's got quite a big family and Cocos Islands, it's tiny. So it's like very much that community mm. vibe and we we're there for two weeks and it was incredible how nourishing it was having those yeah. people around that for 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, a couple of hours there, like doing it. It takes a village. It's like we had a village for a couple of weeks and then we came home. And even though we're very blessed with the lifestyle we have in terms of, you know, I'm at home and, and we've got a lot of flexibility, it was just clear as day. Like we are not designed to do this in a nuclear family bubble. Like yeah. it's just, it's just not, Crazy, it, right? just, it just yeah. can't happen. And yeah. um, yeah. And it's, it's if, if we're trying and we've had moments where I'm like, whenever we feel, feel drained, that's the thing. I'm like, oh, Kat hasn't um, maybe had the girls around. And so even though she might have Rafi, if she's got the girls around, it's a different energy than if she's on her own with Rafi. And so, yeah, having that awareness and um, using, like you say, that masculine consciousness, taking that time away and feeling into what do I need? What does the family need? And like, and valuing that time away to check in with that stuff is, yeah, mm. is, is paramount. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, just hearing you say that, it just reminded me of the king or the steward type archetype, you know, where mm. there's definitely a lot of stewarding going because you're looking at all the pieces. Mm. I think that's how we can be really helpful is like, yeah, looking at all the pieces and how they fit. But, yeah, the it's almost like the warrior king can actually like walk around in the community, chest up, you know, mm. listening, listening, listening and just seeing how everyone's actually dealing with things and yeah that's kind of how i think we can be helpful but but on that you know um you know there's definitely and a a classic way of saying it for men would be the lone wolf mentality and i can do it you know um but also when you get tired you're kind of down and insular so that's a real red flag it's like oh no i just want a quiet day with the kids today it's it's like Mm. well yeah for some of it, but that that might actually be the type of language we have to watch out for, and just be like, huh, okay, I'm ta- I'm starting to take a couple of steps down that footpath of loneliness within the family mm-hmm. structure, particularly for men that find themselves with the kids for like one or two days a week solo because their partner's off having time. It's like, well, yeah, having that network there, and also maybe conversations with other men or therapists or coaches or whatever Mm. around like what are the fears around like what I would call like the saboteur you know like how are you making it worse um yeah the fears around actually reaching out and just getting people together because like yeah you and I can sit here and talk about it it'll sound like a good idea to someone but there's also got to be some sustainability and longevity to that approach as well which means you got to look at right like what was your childhood like and, you know, having some awareness around what it is that you avoid or sabotage in your life so that you can understand those patterns. 
that, that um, inner work. Yeah, that inner yeah. work piece. Yeah. yeah and that's sure. not weak. That's a beautiful fucking gift to give oh, to man. the family. And, and, yeah. and kids are a beautiful gift to trigger that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I just see it so much. One hundo. Like you can resist yeah. it when you're single. Yeah. You can resist it a bit if you're in a relationship and you're not fully meeting it. But it's like once there's a kid, it's like good luck. It's like yeah. it's time to have a look. It's time to go. Yeah. And, and it's like we're going to have to do that work. That's what I'm like. It's going to need to be done. Our soul is longing for it. It's going to have to happen and we can get dragged into it in pain and mm-hmm. rock bottomness or it's like, okay, start to hear these whispers, start to notice you're taking a couple of steps down that path of not feeling so great and it's like, okay, let's let's um let's turn it on mm. but um i'd love cool. for you to just share yeah. a little bit about your transition so obviously you've been a dad mm. for yeah six years or just over six years so um yeah yeah take us take us back and and mm. yeah how you sort of navigated that anything that popped up for you well yeah I, i'll definitely sort of go back to what i mentioned before about being the, the yes guy you know i'm just like <laughs> yep i'm in i'm in i had such a good dad awesome let's go yeah i've got you know we can get real physical we can get out into nature and and yeah did that and look i'll be honest with you that was that was fine with one child you know i mm-hmm. could i could i could say yes a lot um i owned a, a gym facility and had a lot of other trainers working in the facility so i had beautiful flexibility at the time and you know we we're able to it was a bit of a dream boat kind of transition to be honest mm-hmm. um you know, there was, there was definitely other than, you know, other than during birthing, you know, we sort of got about 20 years in and things weren't 20 hours in and things weren't progressing. And we're in this sort of birthing suite in the Canberra hospital, great facility, you know, like mm-hmm. dark, you know, big baths for water birth and, and so on as part of this, um, a program actually that my, my mum helped set up. My mum's a, oh, wow. she's a career midwife. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool, but like, you know, our doula was there. She was really good. She's a breathwork practitioner and, you know, she's, she's in deep and she just knew that we were going through our transition at that point. You know, we just both broke and cried and just like, you know, it was just like complete ego death. Mm. Um, but you know, outside of that, other than just the classic challenges that you go through when you're trying to figure out how to do breastfeeding and like you're at home with a little child in your arms and like, what, where is everyone now? You know, like, what do we do? You know, they're sleeping. What do we do now? Um, yeah. Other than that, everything went really well for us for that, that sort of first year it, um, at my real transition as a father didn't really hit me until our second child. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a free birth for Frey, our second yeah, child. Wow. So we're at home, we just had our doula there, but she wasn't able to really get involved. And it was just my wife and I, and she had a beautiful birth. You would call it an orgasmic birth. Like it was yeah. just, it was just incredible, you know. Um, but from that point there, it was just, um, I just broke, you know, there was just so much to manage, you know, just mm. with a, uh, a two-year-old and, um, uh, yeah, and dealing with some of the legal stuff with having a, a child at home that was essentially illegal. Mm. You know, and my mum was in the in the system as well, so there's a bit of pressure there. And mm. um, the midwives who did come and visit us afterwards were actually really good about it. But you know, the paperwork that would go through the process, and you know, just for some conflicting you know conversations at a time that should have been quite joyful. And yes, 
I, I'll be honest with you, I just dropped the ball in terms of my space holding. I just allowed too much of that to penetrate our family and uh, going through some financial crisis at, the, at that time. And there was just so much happening. And I was just literally just like attempting to hold up the world. And as you know, it's kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. So it just, it wasn't going well. And it just, just so much grief came through for me. You know, I had, I'll be honest with you, I had feelings of wanting to kill myself. I remember mm-hmm. sitting there. Um, oh, actually, honestly, I had a had an echo of this after our, um, after Marla came in as well, just sitting on the bed and looking out the window and just being like, holy shit, I've never felt like this before, but I could jump out of that just to like mm. ease this, you know, and like, whew, you know, and so that's not really, it doesn't really feel in me. It doesn't really feel like I've ever had that in my life you know i'm i'm always able to sort of navigate but got to this point where the transition was just uh like i just didn't know who to turn to i definitely had some mentors and counselors and things that i'd worked with therapists that i'd worked with the teachers that i'd worked with but none of them had had children mm. so i didn't really know who to turn to in terms of you know other than like my parents who's like yeah it's hard keep going you know, and that's true. Like you have yeah. to do that. But in terms of like, oh, I'm a grown ass man. I'm going through grief. What do I do with this? Yeah. You know, so my, I guess I'm speaking to my transition being like deep down right at the core. That's what felt like where my actual transition was. Everything else was just interesting. Learning yeah. to do nappies and, yeah. you know, I definitely sort of dropped a lot of my ego around, you know, how my body should look or like what my life should look like at that point, like just through all the work that I'd done on myself. Mm. but um yeah it was just that deep heart pain of just being like oh i don't got this that's mm. kind of where my transition was so yeah beautiful man yeah. thank you for speaking to all of that i think mm. like, why well, no it's real it's gonna, yeah. oh there's gonna be so many guys listening to that being like yeah oh thank god he said it yeah. like um and i'd love to dive in a little bit more and speak to that grief and this idea of grief because I found in all of my work with men and, and um, yep. yeah, we'll definitely dive into a lot of the stuff that, that you do as well. But even if there's anger or frustration or stress or tension, it's like, if you peel that back at the heart of most, a lot of men, they're carrying a lot of grief and working with that can be so uncomfortable that we really mm. avoid it until we're kind of forced into it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Through, a, yeah. And um, it could be a range of things, but I know, having children and, and it, it can spark that. So mm. once you, A, for, like firstly, like when you that was happening, did you recognize that? Were you in a position where you were like, oh, this is grief? Like, and and were, were you able to work with it or is that something you kind of came to in, in retrospect? And if it was something you were present to, h- how do you actually do that? Let's mm. just say somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh, yeah. fuck, I'm there. Yeah, like like speak to that a little bit for me. Yeah, well, firstly, it sort of came through was just sort of closing down Mm -hmm. and starting to isolate myself from my partner, Mm. you know, so starting to just like walk through the kitchen, walk past her without saying anything or like it. So it started to maybe just feel like like I just had no life force. It started to feel like a sadness, Um, you know, maybe a few days prior to that, some aggression and frustration just at mm-hmm. little things like yep. you know dropping something in the kitchen so there was a lot mm-hmm. of little red flags that i was sort of noticing yeah. um <clears throat> excuse me but it just it just kind of came through like a big wave at one point and it mm-hmm. just 
um yeah it was just it mine definitely came through as like that sort of real darkness like it was a real depression feeling and yeah. it was just yeah and yeah and then just like crying and just had no idea what it, what that was and i'd definitely done a lot of emotional release work but it was just different it was just foreign mm-hmm. um yeah and then that moment when i was looking out the window that's when i connected with it it was just like oh okay yeah this is this is this is grief actually mm-hmm. and i just as soon as i acknowledged it actually as soon as i was like okay i'm grieving and at first like the mind just goes yeah i'm, I'm grieving my past life i'm grieving my freedom i'm gr-. it 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 tries another layer of like yeah see people did this to me you know um <laughs> yeah uh but you know just that that acknowledgement of it was was enough to sort of set me in this little line of thinking of like okay cool so if i was a client okay how would i hold space for this and it's like well so i started to just sort of think about the beauty that's in grief and all the beautiful art that came through grief and just just even intellectually knowing what was on the other side was was enough to maybe choose going into it mm-hmm. and i guess you know what i did with it was just what i would tell someone to do if they're grieving and they're in a relationship and they're not wanting to disconnect from their partner is allocate times to fall apart right because mm. ultimately the reason it came out was i just wasn't allocating times to fall apart i wasn't allocating times to go to the bedroom and chuck on like netflix and just be a piece of shit for an hour i was just i just wasn't doing it right i just wasn't i wasn't doing i mean i know some guys just want to go off and play video games or smoke some weed or have a drink or whatever but like just just even like an hour to go for a walk and just be like uh you know mm. yeah just i just wasn't allocating that time because there was just so much going on so i just started allocating time and it was really just like 10 minutes to let myself go through some grief and um but hold the pose all these other times and it was just you know actually even on days where it was just nuts and i only had like a minute to feel it i would just go stand out on the porch and just stand there at night before i go to bed and just close my eyes and just feel that grief and how fucking hard it was to get through just for one minute. Mm-hmm. And what that did was, um, particularly as I was communicating it to my partner, is it helped her feel safe in what I was going through, yes. which helped me feel nourished because she wasn't feeling unsafe. You know, as you know, like through relationships, when a woman's feeling safe, her her gift to you then is her radiance because she feels safe. Like her heart is open. She is love light. She is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, vibrant radiant and so yeah it just started to work and it was literally from that point in time where i was like okay i have to be an adult you know i have two children at this time like they need me my wife needs me my clients need me i've got these things to do i have to do it but as soon as that's done i'm going to give myself an allotted time to grieve and i actually did some of hmm, yeah michaela bowen I have not overly familiar. Hmm. I think you'd really dig what she has to say, particularly in the realms of relationship and embodiment and sexuality and yeah. the challenges between, you know, men and women at different times. And um, she's got like a bit of an Esther Perel-esque okay. kind of feel to her. Um, but yeah, she had, hmm can't remember the name of her practice but it was something similar to what i was already doing but it just had some better structure to it you know Mm. and it was just basically child's pose down on the ground and just letting myself feel go into that emotional brain and just so yeah i literally put a stopwatch on and just do like 10 minutes sometimes and then as soon as that was done i was like right okay i'm back 
you know, because any of the days that I didn't allocate it, things got worse again. So, um, yeah, know what's coming and just actually allocate it in advance even too, you know? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Mm. And that, um, the communication of it, I, yeah, just want to highlight that, that aspect. It's huge, isn't it? Like, oh man, it's almost like trying to do that without communicating it it's like yeah. i doubt it would have worked well it wouldn't have worked as well i doubt it would have worked at all potentially you know so yeah. um yeah that that communication and often and i've spoken to a lot of guys there can be that resistance to wanting to communicate that because you're like well i don't want to put that on them as well right mm. i don't want to put my struggle on them as well and it's um yes like what i like to offer there is like communicating that but then having a little plan that you also mm-hmm. communicate is what yeah. really creates the safety just dumping. yeah well said yeah like might not i mean and if you're in that place then that's better than just shutting down because it can be felt anyway yeah but it's like what's going on and then a little plan like you don't have to know the ins and outs or, or see the mm. end square kind of thing but that in itself can be a real yeah a real game changer yeah and it's you know also for the for children too that's modeling awareness like that's awareness you know it's like i am broken this is what i'm going to do about it you know mm. um that's it's just huge yeah yeah i'm with yeah. you man yeah yeah yeah, nice great. One. yeah beautiful and then so that's um from that point on because mm. what's the age difference between your second and third boy uh in between uh three years three years yeah Mm. so sort of after Mm. that point did you find Mm. you kind of gradually came out and started to find yeah a solid platform for yourself or were there some other challenges obviously you know there's always going to be the challenge you know challenges (laughs) pop up was there anything else significant like that that you have overcome since then yeah well i mean our second child is definitely you know, neurologically challenged mm. in, in the way that he sees the world, mm-hmm. you know, um, actually, uh, just recently I've started working with an Asperger's, um, boy, he's six, he's got this sort of development, I guess, of a, a three-year-old mm-hmm. can't speak. And, mm-hmm. uh, I did a movement session with him and his dad was watching on and it was just, it was so good, man. Actually, when I finished, I just, I burst into tears just yeah. with gratitude for how beautiful this kid is and how he's, just going through life it's just like man i'm so lucky lucky to have healthy children mm. but it it really sh- shone a light on it's like oh i can see the similarities between him and and my son frey mm. so the unfoldment of seeing how frey is set up was the next challenge you yeah. know so it it's for me it just wasn't over i basically then went through you know i had sort of like two years of of really really having to really having to nut down what I spoke about before, which was like the little micro cycle of practices that I needed to do in order to like stay present and in my body. And then really look at the bigger picture around what is it that I'm actually able to contribute to the family and what, what do I just need to be humbly accepting on and just let go of. Mm. Um, And, but, you know, obviously in that he's growing and changing too. So like it was never nailed down, you know, and uh, actually a, a mentor of mine, sort of around this time last year adam jackson of sacred sons Mm. um was holding a council for men like a father's council and he just had this this word surrender kept popping up surrender 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 and it was just yeah i I just actually had that as a theme 
Um, so much so that I would probably say that like the biggest lesson that I had was actually just being comfortable being in my feminine, mm. like my, my feminine aspect. Um, just like constantly surrendering, 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 surrendering through fatherhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it just wasn't, it just wasn't finished. There was the grief and then there was like, okay, I've got to surrender the way that I think this boy should be. I have to surrender the way I think I need to be around this boy. I have to surrender around literally what this day is going to be like, you know, mm-hmm. and because our challenges were, were full on. I'm not sure if you could hear it before, but he just got home from preschool, had a sleep in the car and he woke up and he's been crying for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wakes up. He's three, actually he's four, sorry. And he cries for 45 minutes when he wakes up. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that two year period, he didn't sleep past three in the morning. You know what I mean? And he was very violent. Like he would scratch his brother and man, I was just, I just it basically got to this point where we just had to throw our hands up and get some support. And mm. um, he has what um, some would say is like an extended moral reflex, which is, you know, that the reason why we sort of coddle children with the, the swaddle you know, so long ago. Swaddle. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> otherwise they do this like reflex with their hands. Yeah. So he has a bit of an extended version of that. And, Anyway, that just helped me see it a little bit more clearly. And it was just, okay, we just got to approach our lives differently. So we actually just restructured how we live. We, we moved to a different area so we could access the ocean more because he loves the ocean, nice. nature. I mean, we're already, already doing a lot of that, but just passing it through the lens of like, okay, this is like, we can do this. Like, that's yeah. not much. This is a four-year-old child who just needs to be in nature more that's not so bad. (laughs) So the the answers were quite simple in the end, but um, yeah, the challenges just didn't end. And um, like not every child's like that, but Mm. um, there'll be a challenge somewhere. But I think ultimately we are signing up for grief with being a parent, you know, whether Mm. that's our own personal grief that we go through with the stuff we're attached to, or like, like they could die or Mm. they they will die at some point, Mm. you know? Um, yeah, we're, we're all in for some big grief at some point. So yeah. I think anytime we think we've got it sorted, we're in a dangerous place. And that's mm. kind of how I approach that, that next phase. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. man. It's, um, it's like grief is part of the fabric of life and it's, having it's children everywhere. connects us a lot more yeah. deeply with, with that fabric of life. I feel. Yeah. So it's like, it's, mm. um, and I think just as men in general, it's, disconnection from that emotional body as mm. a, as a general blanket, you know, yeah. um, theme across society. And it's, um, mm. if that hasn't been worked with at all, it will be activated. And it's like the feminine, like you say, the kids are, are really like until they're, um, even yeah, they're, they're boys, but until they're, there's testosterone, there's like literally physiological developments that will shift that energy as well. But early days, it's just that pure feminine, um, yep. energy. So if we're not comfortable with that in ourselves, yep. then we'll try to control that in our external yeah. environment. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually giving myself like actual feminine practices you know i would give myself like sacred dance times i would actually (laughs) enter myself and do some sacred spot massage i had a teacher that was doing that for for me as well yeah um yeah i I would allocate times to get in the feminine more and Mm -hmm. i'd I'd say that i'm quite a i'm quite connected to my feminine i always have been 
but mm. I just needed to go deeper into it so yeah. that I yeah wouldn't wouldn't make my son wrong because yeah he was chaos man like yeah. I mean he still is in many ways so yeah. the more I get in and understand my own chaos the easier it is to love him you know so yeah for any man that's like blah, 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 I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do any feminine type things you know why would I do that so it's like actually man like you, you like parenting's gonna be easier yes. you know and you'll see the beauty Amen. in it because you'll see it in you yeah Amen. huge piece that's a huge piece yeah 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 and and my biggest initiation was receptivity through like my transition it was very much mm. i noticed before he was mm. even born all this help starting to pop up and be offered and because i was at home our businesses were set up so i was going to be able to take quite a lot of time and i'm like no it's all good i can cook like, <laughs> i'm at home and the, the, yeah. all these offerings were showing up and i was literally yeah. the universe was like here and i'm like no nah, i'm good and i would just had this penny drop moment like what mm. the fuck am i doing yeah. like and so I just made a commitment to myself. I'm going to say yes to anything and everything that gets offered to me during this period. And it mm. changed my life, changed my being, changed my relationship with the world. And yeah, beautiful. That, yep. that receptivity, that feminine surrender receptivity yep. it was like, yeah, it was. And it translated beyond the family too. Our businesses, like we were doing less work, earning more money, having more impact. Mm -hmm. And I, yep. I put it down to a few things, but that receptivity it was was a big piece. So I couldn't agree more on that embracing and leaning into some of that feminine. And it's almost interesting because mm. the default, like when the stress response kicks in and it's like, okay, I'm having a baby, it's like, it's almost like we swing the opposite way. It's almost like, yeah. okay, I'm going to double down on the mask. I'm going to double down, provide, da-da-da, yep. da-da-da, get stuff done, what needs to happen, like, and we can be in it. And it's um that's such a great point, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for yeah. Because that provider default is you know I mean I I do some work with with fathers now because they they bring that up. It's like oh okay I feel really driven to provide. It's like yeah yeah it's really healthy, but where are you providing? What are you providing? And how are you mm. providing it? You know it's just like like yeah who do you sound like right now? You sound like some sort of stereotypical thing in some movie. You know it's just like. <laughs> Like I get it, it's alluring. Yeah, you wanna you wanna be the man, but yeah. like, yeah, are you providing presence? Are you providing love? Mm. Are you providing community? Are you providing nourishment? Are you providing yourself, you know, something self restorative or self generative? And yeah, yeah. so it's a it's there. It's great, but we've just got to like spread it out a little bit more into some other areas and. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. But yeah, just back to that word receptivity, man. I'm so, yeah, I'm so with you on that one. That, that actually, that word is echoing. There are some places I still need to receive more and, mm. and be open to that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful, man. Mm. And um, let's let's transition and chat a bit about the work that you do because obviously you do a lot of mm. work with men. I'm sure a chunk of those men, maybe most of them, are going to be fathers. Yeah. So. And, and what I love about the work you do from the little bits that I've sort of seen that you share about, it's like you anchored in sort of like that movement practice and that was sort of where, where it's begun, but then it's relationship. Mm. It's it's all of life yep. delivered through movement and the body. And then mm. to me that just like is such an important, such an important gateway. So it's like mm. when, when somebody comes to you, a man comes to you and they might be a bit stressed, a bit 
whatever, I'm sure there's a, a pattern and a theme, but they're, they're reaching mm. out for support. Well, yeah. How do you, what do you kind of start with? Like what's your general, I guess, philosophy with mm. that? Because very often I see men put the self-care, put their movement. If they did have a movement practice, it usually gets put, even if that's just working out, do you know what I mean? Even yeah. if they're not, they might not be doing breath, but like even if they're just exercising, quote unquote, mm. if they were before, they're, they're generally doing it either not at all or a lot less now. So it's yeah. like, yeah, how do you kind of sort of like frame it for for guys mm. as a as a entry point? Mm. Well, I mean, it, it is a little varied because I, I definitely work very sort of individually with with men. Yeah. But if I was if I was to sort of be kind of general, I would just. I just kind of kick it off with a conversation of how we do something's how we do everything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I just kind of like, I just plant that as a seed initially, but then I quickly sort of transition into um, like output, you know? So, cause a, a lot of guys know, you know, about exercise and training and, and like working out. Right. And, and that's all good, but they're just not going to have the energy for that. And so, um, I sort of start to come at it from a bit of a movement ecology kind of perspective mm-hmm. where how, how they move during the day is actually going to be affecting their, their biology and how they're thinking, how they're acting um, and how they are as a person is then going to be sort of influencing or how it occurs to other people in, in their family. So they start to become a transmission of their tension or they start to become a transmission of their anger or their disconnect from their body. They start to sort of appear or occur as a disconnected person, right? So everything starts to sort of slowly amplify out, right? And if their partner is, you know, um, actually just let you know what, just a woman, someone in, you know, someone in a female body, right. Is already going to be more receptive Mm -hmm. to that already. They're just, they've got more space in their cells to feel their nerve endings are more varied and vast. So they're going to start to pick up on that elephant in the room. And so, you know, they can tell if a man's seedy and leaky or they can tell if a man's cranky and upset before he can. Right. Mm -hmm. So I start to pass it through, not just then the movement ecology piece around, okay, you're not going to have as much energy. You need to find ways to move throughout the day so that you can keep your energy going, keep your head clear and, and so on. But then also some relational physics around, well, yeah. So if you take your shoes off and walk around a little bit more, you're going to occur as more grounded. Your children are going to pick up on that because they're feminine. They're very receptive and your partner. So already there's less work for you to do if you're grounded. <laughs> You know, it's a pretty quick sort of win, but that then extends into, um, you know, how the movement ecology piece can actually be a gift to their family because all of a sudden they'll be out walking. And if they pass that through, oh, okay, here's my movement practice for today. I'm carrying the children on my shoulders or I'm carrying the shopping or I'm pushing the stroller. And, you know, they're starting to see how what they're doing, they're not missing out. They're actually maybe capturing more. So it, it, it helps in a couple of ways do they need to get back and have a training session to get some hormonal pieces going and some postural stuff going hundred percent, you know? <laughs> um, but in the interim, I think that's a, it's a really nice piece and it starts to feed into them with the relational physics piece. It starts to create beautiful culture for their family. Cause I feel like that's what men are responsible for in many ways. Yeah. Um, so 
um, but then like specifically like actual poses that I would suggest men, men do, you know, cause I can say all these things around like, Oh, okay. So when you've got tension in your jaw, that's a red flag. Or when your breath is a bit shortened, that's a red flag. And when your legs are really tired and, and buzzing and you can't feel your feet, that's because you aren't in your legs at all. You know, like mm. you can say these things, but whether they can feel them or not, it's like a, a totally, a totally different piece. So I do go about some practices that um, get them in their legs and grounded, like yeah. actually like some time in horse stance or like shaking the legs uh, or like some body percussion, actually beating on the legs a little bit and just literally just starting that process of getting them from being here, which is their head and out and actually getting down and in to the body, Mm. Um, which in my terminology, getting into the legs and hips would actually be getting into their feminine. So I do start that process of their own internal relationship between their masculine and feminine and how they actually do need to go into their feminine to self-source their own nourishment because they're likely not able to like take it from their partner anymore or <laughs> yeah. and, and that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> but it's, we'll get to that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um so that they can yeah self-source their own no- nourishment and actually sort of be generative in their own in their own energy mm. because if if they don't start to approach their body in a different way um, and they, they keep trying to do the things that they've always done, um, they're going to, particularly if it's in that sort of exercising, training, working out model, right? They're just going to keep bringing that fatigue and training and output into the family. It might feel like a nice little release at the time, yeah. but it's just going to keep on with this narrow piece. We need to start looking at what are all the ways that we can widen our approach to the body so that we occur wider, mm. so there's less stress and we feel less stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. There's a, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot I could say. I am not a master at it in any way. I'm sort of moving around all over the place, but mm. um, yeah, just, just embodiment practices that I think men just need to take on are, yeah. Kind of in the realm that I'm talking about. Yeah. I love it. Mm. And it's that concept of, I think it's Paul Check, like working out versus working in. That would like, be a way of saying it. Yeah. Like, yeah. how can we still move, still be breathing? But like you say, that's generative, which is such a different, um, it's counterintuitive to the, I'd say, the common story around exercise. It's like, because if you're stressed out of your head and fatigued, mm. sometimes a training session, actually isn't good for you yeah it's more agitation more yang energy yeah 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 that's what i'm saying yeah yeah Yeah. beautiful yeah Um, and and so with um just as an actionable right now and i'll direct everybody Mm. to your instagram um because i know you yeah you've shared some awesome practices that i've Mm. I've even started trying a few of them through through there but but in terms of um just the most basic breath or, or movement practice that you could give somebody to just connecting mm. with right now while they're listening to the rest of this podcast? Like, is there um, something you take mm. take guys through as a sort of a step one? Yeah. Look, I feel shaking is really good. Yeah. Um, so actually something Paul Check says, which is, um, guys, a long time. I, I studied with Paul back in the day. All right, um, nice. Yeah. Um, empty, emptiness creates fullness. Okay. Nice. Okay. So yeah, if a man was um, standing up, 
and you just start moving the knees um, back and forth and just so that the shoulders start jumping up and down Mm -hmm. and everything from like the hand to the elbow, up the arm and the shoulders, uh, the the jaw, and it could extend right down through the neck and the chest and the belly, right down to the tip of your cock in some way. Yeah. Almost like a stomp, you know, just vertically up and down, consciously choosing to let go of tension exhaling out with a bit of sound i'd even say like 20 seconds of that like i mean (laughs) i mean i sometimes practice up to 20 minutes of it and it is a state change like it just it changes you and so Mm. what goes on there is that essentially it's a what's known as bioenergetics and there's numerous things to look at actually i would suggest that any man listening to this just do a youtube search for bioenergetics Mm. i mean i have some on my uh youtube channel but um yeah the like a shake it just quickly gets rid of tension because it's it's really like um firm's not the word aggressive not the word it's it's violent enough for the male biological system to feel something and i think that's really important and i start there because breath work can feel or sound esoteric to an uninitiated man Mm. you know what i mean Mm. um i mean once he gets into it he's like oh actually this is just really practical and physical and great (laughs) you know it's like oh i'm a pharmacy i can move chemicals around (laughs) my body um but at first it can not work you know Mm. that can even create more frustration because you say breathe in your belly and i can't Mm. you know so it's not going to be helpful whereas you know if we we jump off with what we already know about our bodies and that things actually need to be really obvious for us so we're quite dense you know there's You know, if you look at all the millions of years that we've evolved into having these shoulders that we have relative to to females, it's because we've been very physical. So I feel like that doorway through the physicality is so good that way, particularly with shaking, because it's um, it can create a real obvious state change in the tissue. Mm. You know, another one that gets thrown around embodiment circles a lot is that the issue is in the tissues. Yeah. Okay you could extend that out to being like it's the issues in the emotional thing. You need to cry into the tissues as well if you want to go super deep. But in the meantime, in the meantime, um, actually shaking out the body releases the tension in the tissue, which releases the tension in the brain and helps the body switch over from that sort of fight or flight um, type state in that sympathetic nervous Mm -hmm. system. And that drops it down a notch, um, a few octaves, if you will, into the parasympathetic you know, because the limbs and the tissue are now relaxed and you add some sound in and you can actually be sort of like unburdening yourself, you know? Um, so that's a, that's a really good one. I will add to that one. It sounds gnarly and cliche, but some chest beating is actually really good. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a bunch of different acupressure points through the chest, you know, just getting a little bit of this actually one feels nice. It's a bit of a massage, but there's a, there's a, there's a really good energizing effect from actually beating on your body consciously. Mm. Like you're already beating yourself up about a bunch of things. You might as well start actually like beating on your body and doing some body percussion, but you know, I'm excited about this now. I'll just continue a bit, but that could extend down through the legs, up the back, on the face, on the head. Um, Yeah. yeah, And it's um, just a really quick state change. That's, that's obvious. I think it's a really good place to start. Yeah. Love it. Shaking. It's, it's, Mm. incredible like if you haven't done it do it like even just pause mm. this now and do it yeah because it's it's you won't believe how different it can make you feel in such a short amount of time like yep. every time i do it i'm like 
whoa <laughs> yeah you start you know doing it for that sort of 20 minute like that longer time and it starts yeah. to get like mind and state altering in a big way but even like you say 20 yeah. seconds 60 seconds two minutes it can mm. take you from feeling wound up and angry to like yeah. oh okay cool i'm ready for the family now. yeah like and yeah inserting these uh transitions i find can be really powerful too so i might be like finish mm. work transitioning home. Yes. okay cool before you walk in the door mandatory 60 seconds, 90 seconds of shaking. And then it's like, just do that for a week and then message me and tell me that your life hasn't transformed. (laughs) Yeah, transitions. Yeah, I was literally going to mention something similar. Like I'll uh, I'll kind of like shake my legs out as I walk down the hallway or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in between some dishes in the kitchen, you know, I'll I'll do like a little handshake, just a reminder of what is relaxation. Yes. Um, Actually, tell you, a big piece that I teach is... um, the three pillars of a masculine transmission with my, mm. with my male clients, actually some female clients too, that are ready for it. Mm. But the three pillars are relaxation, structure, and consciousness. And often the very first place we go to is like, yeah, where can you fit some body shaking? You know, yes. it's just, yeah. Cause it's Amazing. so easy. Like, yeah, 60 seconds, like anyone can do that. Like if you can't do that, then there's other issues going on, but yes. um, yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, run, run us through yeah. a little bit deeper oh, okay. those three pillars. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So relaxation being, I guess, a part of that self-sourcing piece. Mm. Um, but also in terms of, um, I, I teach it in the context around how it occurs to others as like feedback around leadership or just general yes. empathy and being able to create rapport with people and so on. And, and just general safety. You know, I feel like that's a big piece that we, are when we're in the masculine we provide safety you know the feminine is freedom you know Mm. um hence why we chase the feminine so much whether that's through (laughs) beer or drugs or actual women Mm. or or um, or men that embody the feminine or Mm. art or flowers or nature whatever whatever kind of like radiates energy back to us is is free right Mm. um yeah and so I'll, I'll bring in other practices practices around that too. You could put in there stretching, you could put in there breath work, you could put in there whatever it is that helps you stand there as an embodied man with relaxation. But mm. relaxation without structure uh, is actually just a bit floppy and passive. So I teach structure in the context of integrity. So like physical integrity first, emotional mm-hmm. integrity second, and then sort of like soul or spirit you know, life's purpose, whatever integrity um, comes after that. But like, so that just for those first two pieces, um, you know, you've got like physical structure, let's say I'll teach it in horse stance, you know, so I'll put a man wide and low in a a squat, nice long and bright spine or sort of centrate his shoulders, chin parallel to the ground, good physical structure, like alignment, right? You know, um, but then with the relaxation piece, try and put a bit of relaxation inside the structure, Sweet. you know, so that we're not just yeah. swinging the pendulum into like flow guy, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that there is flow within the structure because mm. there is relaxation and how just those two pillars occur to the feminine, meaning either our children or partner or some parts of the world um, it occurs as something they can trust and listen to and be led by, mm-hmm. you know, and in that pose or that posture holding that, that horse dance, it actually starts to sort of 
increase our uh, testosterone either usage or production. It's kind of like wow. um, a power pose yeah. in yoga. Like there's that superhero pose, which I think you just stand there with your hands on your hips with your chest up, mm. you know, and it, another just state change, you know, mm. versus slouching and being, you know, kind of in your victim. So, but then, but then from their consciousness, yeah. you know, so um, uh, feeling in, uh, as well as feeling out, but a bit might be like 50% feeling in, mm. you know, to your own situation, what you've got, your own life force, where you are in time and space, as well as feeling out to what's occurring around you. Just as an offering of leadership, really, yeah. you know, around with the relaxation and the structure and the consciousness, life is going to start moving through you and you're going to know what to do next. You know, that's not based in story. You know, you're going yeah. to be able to deal with the crying children that's in front of you. You know, you're going to be able to like not collapse in on your own pain in front of your partner because, you know, mm. you, you're not grounded and, and, and you know, holding space with inside yourself. There's no integrity. Yeah. You end up just dumping your problems at your partner's feet and going here, yeah, fix me, mum. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's a lot of physical practice I do around it. I have a um, some men's physical groups that are, are centered around the three pillars of a masculine yeah. transmission, Love and um, that that language comes from a teacher of mine, John Wineland. Yeah, and he describes it beautifully as our our bodies are just an amplifier. Yeah. You know, and so learning to dial up to a 10 out of 10 in this practice is what we do. We get deep down into horse stance and we try and hold all three pillars at once right at the edge of our pain. It's like the most disgusting thing ever, but it's a really <laughs> nice, like we'll do a 10 to 15 minute horse stance, like oh, shaking, like disgusting, you know, yeah. but you're in your legs. You're learning to get grounded. You're, you're, mm. you're dropping down and low. You're, you're rooting down, you know, which is a very useful piece. You're, learning to stay relaxed and breathing in the, in the face of pain. And you're, you're learning to not just collapsing on your own pain and learning to press your awareness out into the world. It's a beautiful way to recalibrate the nervous system or entrain your nervous system to actually hold some masculine essence. Cause we haven't really been modeled at that. Well, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's either that just sort of um, overly uh, dominant, alpha male and then the the passive kind of i'll just go with the flow flow nice guy, guy you know yeah yeah the nice guy Tell right so nice guy. finding something yeah, finding something that's in the middle you know we can kind of populate it from from both ends of the spectrum yeah beautiful um I yeah love that man and it reminds me of the quote like don't don't be concerned that your children don't listen to a word that you're saying because they're watching yeah. everything that you're doing everything. And i always like to add on and they're feeling everything that you're being yeah, like, yeah. Why aren't they listening? Why isn't she listening? Partner, yeah. why like why is it hard? And it's like no amount of words will change the situation because yeah. they're feeling us before they're hearing us. 100%. And it's like when that lands, and then it's like cool, and then everything you've just beautifully laid out there as, as mm. ways to how do you change that? How do you be with that and that realization mm. structure? I love I love those three pillars, man. Because it's yeah. So have you noticed that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just such a simple way to, because and then it gets thrown around a lot, like more being, less doing, and it's like, yeah, cool, mm. I like your quote tile, but like, what the, what do I do with that? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I just love that you've just shared some like really um, practical to dos, you know, to match the mm. like consciousness shift around it. Yeah, yeah, 
that's it's it's really key. Have you noticed that with Rafi? Like if you're transmitting out something that you know it's a uh, he's a boy, right? Boy, yeah, yeah. He, he's a boy, yeah. You've he's got a boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a long day. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, yeah you, you've noticed that. Yeah. And and more so what I've noticed is my that, but my transmission will affect cat and where cat's at will affect Rafi. So yes. it's that mother baby die they're like one being yeah, man, man. Yeah. especially it's like we're co-sleeping it's like yeah. they're one energetic body like essentially that's how yeah. i kind of treat it and so it's my quickest reminder is whenever i'm in my own stuff wanting more time to work on my creative projects being my purpose quote unquote outside of the the house mm. whenever i get caught in like my comeback is there's nothing more important that i can be doing at this phase right now than be creating space for cat to be experiencing more relaxation more nourishment yeah because then that flows directly physically through her ability to produce breast milk and all yeah. of these things and then energetically and yeah. so that little reminder and matching that with a um like a call to arms like mm -hmm. you know that's that was my that's what it was for me. It's like I don't have a battle to go off and fight, but this that's the energy I brought to this aspect of my life. Like yeah. it's 2 a.m. and she's cooked and I'm, it's like, give me the baby. Awesome. Yeah. I'm cooked. Like I'm so cooked. But you know what? Like take like and bring that energy to it just was mm. a real game changer for me to get through the fatigue because we can yeah. overcome so much physical stuff when our consciousness around it shifts yep. and and i yeah that was something that was huge, huge yeah man me. that's killer yeah that's why i often feel like yeah like fatherhood is just another iteration of the warrior yeah, yeah. you know like there are little battles happening all the time you yeah. know and yeah that call to arms just looks a little different yes you know if it's the same energy not <laughs> but that's the thing right it includes it includes yes. the softening of the feminine so yeah um actually i'll just wrap that up like the the way in which i teach the feminine is radiance acceptance and love cool you know so like an embodied man knows those as well as those other pieces yes. and they kind of link together through relaxation yeah you know so kind of picture two kind of triangles that overlap at some yeah. point it's the um, it's the relaxation piece that sort of comes into the acceptance piece and actually form the bond between someone's own internal mm -hmm. union, yeah. you know, so that re relational alchemy piece is happening inside the individual first before it's happening with the partner. Yeah. It's that kind of he, she, we type moment, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but you've got to have your she in place as well <laughs> so that you yeah. have we before there is even she and we in the relationship so Big yeah because you'll go to pick up that child during the night and if relaxation and acceptance with what is isn't something that you've been cultivating uh, i'd offer in your physical practices so that it's actually made practical <laughs> um then man those those nights are gonna break you yes yeah they're just yeah. gonna break you yeah, yeah. And over and over because that yeah. even if you have got the practices they're still probably going to get you sometimes 100 you know? <laughs> so like, yeah it's like give 100%. yourself a fighting chance and then when you still yeah. get clobbered it's like yeah awesome like yeah yeah not being hard on your heart on ourselves as well and and yeah yeah recognizing that it's like cool i need support <laughs>
So where I've got a question for you. So where mm. do you feel um, men are hiding in that, like in the in the default narrative? You know, because the, the one that came to mind, just one quick example, was like, oh, I'm just going to sleep on the couch because I've got to work tomorrow. Mm. Way of bailing out on some responsibilities. Um, yeah. Do you have some feelings on what? Um, like a suite of those kind of excuses might be yeah like that's such an interesting one mm, a like a shadow yeah. yeah like literally i run a, a coffee and kettlebells little men's group every saturday <laughs> morning and um that exact example came up with one of the guys and i shared with him the call to arms energy that i brought to those situations and it was a real game changer for him but that's what he was doing he had to work um so yeah he was that's what he was doing um and it's very much, I feel like that can pop up and it's the best excuses are the ones that make sense because that makes mm -hmm. sense, right? Okay. Yeah, that's actually very justifiable. And and it might be true in some instances, but does that mean every night is out on the couch or is it a night to catch mm -hmm. up? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where's, the, where's the balance there? Um, so I think that, what are some other ways that we hide? I feel like... What's coming through for me is that we hide our own needs. So mm. there might be, um, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Don't worry about me. When there's actually stuff going on, that's a way of kind of like hiding from dealing with it because I don't want to communicate. I don't want to. Yep. That conversation feels hard. I don't know how to navigate it. So I'm just going to pretend I'm all good, mm. which is a, a a noble thing. And often it's um. I feel like that's the most uh, insidious one because it's coming from the best of intentions. Yeah. But it's still a really subtle way of hiding because I don't know the answers here. So I'm just mm. going to hold on and keep going and hope I make it, hope I get through, hope it's all good. Yeah. Um, and that to me I would say would be the most common one mm. because I've, in the conversations I'm having, because most of the guys that are coming to me are trying to do their best, are like, yeah. are, are being very, you know, in, are trying to be very intentional. So it's a really subtle one that that can mm. creep in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's yeah insidious and very damaging if let yeah. play out. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that real sort of hero approach to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, it could, yeah, I seem to be dropping archetypes a bit today, but like yeah. a bit of martyrdom in it too, you know, like, yeah. you know, reveling and, in a, a bit of the burden. And it comes out as especially because then, and, and I'd love to transition into this in, in a bit, but if sexual needs aren't being yep. met, it's like it's it's all well and good, but the long game requires us to be voicing that because yeah. if you carry that too long, try to do that and not let resentment build up. like. You can't. You just can't. And so it's yeah. like we think we're giving a gift, but we're not. Mm -hmm. And so, and again, like you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. It's like a lot of the time, mm -hmm. it's 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 a good intention and it's well-meaning. But when you combine that with the fact that our partner's feminine essence and love and nourishment that we had all to ourselves <laughs> is now going to a little baby, and it's like, yep. what's left for you know? And that yep. whole aspect yep. of it and i feel like that plays into the fatigue for men that plays into the stress for men because so much of our stress relief and nourishment we were actually yeah. sourcing from our partner yeah um so yeah i'd love to sort of yeah. transition into that as a little segue and just hear yeah. your sort of personal um 
yeah, personal journey with mm. sort of intimacy and, and partnership um, through the transition into fatherhood. And then I'm sure you'll have some absolute mm. nuggets to, to sort of drop <laughs> no as, pressure. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just firstly, I mean, like the intimacy piece is so important to, to dissect and remodel and remap and repattern and re-engage in because like that's the pillar of the relationship you know like it all spirals out from there like as does in our own life we spiral out from our sexual starting point right like you Mm -hmm. shot out of your dad's cock you know into your mom's vagina just accept it you know it's just like well that's the very start of the spiraling out for you Mm -hmm. and so yeah we'll be quickly faced with uh whatever dependencies or whatever yes um, discrepancies that we might have in our sexuality because it's it's kind of like when COVID hit right and everyone went into lockdown, it was just like everything got amplified. Well, that's exactly what happens in relationship too when all of a sudden those breasts that you love to just kind of, you know, non-consensually fondle whenever you like and now are being non-consensually fondled, you know, by a little infant. And it's like, yeah. oh, shit, I was, <laughs> I was, oh, shit, I was getting a lot of nourishment there Mm. and i wasn't taking that on myself so being faced with that i feel is actually a really healthy part of this transition from boy to man it can be such a gift if tackled yes hey yeah yeah so yeah just us speaking to it right now creates that awareness right and it's just that's that's mostly what i have there it's just like awareness itself is is healing in that one and it's not it's not easy you know (laughs) Um, a lot of my practices have been informed by noticing that in myself mm. as well as noticing that there is another call to arms there. You know, mm. it's like, oh, okay. Previously I found um, the nourishment from my partner pleasurable. Well, what if pleasure for her is now pleasurable for me? You know, because it's, it can't, it, it is actually you know, when a woman is deeply in her feminine and her body is like just open, right? Her heart is open, her eyes are open, her hair is flowing, let's say. Um, you know, her her breath is deep, she is wet, you know, she is kind of floating around. That itself is pleasurable, right? And you're not actually doing anything, mm-hmm. you know. So just the reverence for that could maybe match up with like the massive fucking initiation and beauty that she's just gone through with birthing this, this being into the world, however that went. Right. And so those two pieces could come together and just be like, whoa, she is, she is God, you know, I'm going to give to that. And so, yeah. um, Taking your attention off yourself for a moment, like, (laughs) like be a man, actually. I mean, at some point, yeah. And like you're going to go through your own process. I'm not discounting any emotions that come up in that one, but the the truth is, it's just like, well, pull your socks up and mm. give to her, mm. you know, and and pay particular attention to how that is pleasurable for you. Yes, right? that's the key. That's yeah, because that's the receptivity piece. That it is. is all yeah. my nourishment needs will start being met because if that channel isn't open. It yep. can just be depleting, even though it's yeah. pleasurable, you're right. If we're not opening to that receptivity yeah. of that pleasure, it's yeah. like I feel like resentment could still sneak in there. If Absolutely, yeah. To that. 
Yeah, yeah. And it could be more pleasurable because she's open, mm. right? And so even just to speak to that part in men that like, uh, you know, want to play out certain things in your life, well, she will play out more and let you do more with her sexually from that place as well, right? So approaching it with a non-attached place and this is it's got to be authentic you, you can't be doing it from the place of like oh i'm gonna give to her so she gives back to me like that's real <laughs> low order stuff yeah. you know um but just for the sake of the relationship for the sake of love for the sake of your family for the sake of you know whatever you've got you know that you're creating in your lives together mm. it's just um give it's a type of leadership you know it's like um you could bring in any kind of leadership meme you like but um or quote rather but um yeah feed yourself last and notice how that is like that is strengthening yeah you know and and how yeah it there's a reciprocity in it that is not necessarily based in time yeah right because a lot of guys will be like right so i've been giving this to you for for three days yeah. how about it you know and they start pointing to their crutch and it's like dude like you yeah. can confidently ask for it for sure. It might be a turn on for her too. But like, if you're if you're basing it time, that's actually not how the feminine works, mm. and um, that's just you kicking up another stink at your mum not giving you what you want. So, hundred percent. And I feel like this arena creates the last iteration of where we're projecting resolve yeah. childhood wounds beautiful. onto our yeah. partner. Like, this is yeah. if you haven't done any of that work, it's going to be coming up in a big way already. But it's like. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like this piece is the last, I feel like, the final frontier, you know, of, mm. of where that will, will pop up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Or, or what a lot, a lot of guys do, um, well, there's two parts in the or. Either they're just like so tired and burnt out and disconnected that the libido drops off because they're not taking care of their their mm. shit when it comes to mm. food or hydration, coffee's through the roof. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the screen time's going up, dopamine hits are happening through socials and so on. Um, yeah, or they start to get more trapped in their dark masculine mm. and their leaky sexual energy spills out of the relationship and is turning up yeah, in yeah, either yeah, pornography yeah. or looking at other women or yeah. bitch sessions with their mates and mm -hmm. complaining and whinging and so on. Um yeah. So there is a that transition uh, around that, like you know, where where is your pleasure outside of like okay, so okay, it's about her pleasure, great, mm. cool. But enjoy the fact that that's also pleasurable for you. But like that transition around, like, well, we were having sex twice a week, and now we haven't had sex for two months, which yeah. is a real possibility and normal, longer that's and so, completely so normal, normal and important, yeah. actually, yeah, like. A hundred percent. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's either like getting creative together around how you engage sexually or getting creative with yourself and actually mm. structuring for yourself some self-pleasure time and just knowing that like the pornography trap is actually just going to make the whole fucking thing worse. Yeah. You know, like it's just going to, it's just going to screw into your system so many bad behaviors and yeah. so many strange setups within your brain that like, you're not really nourished. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I'm opening up a bit of a can of worms here, but stop the porn, you know, and I know a lot of guys know this intellectually, but are still doing it. Mm. It's just like, it's actually not, it's just not going to give you what you want. It's, yeah. and it'll, yeah, it'll make the climb back towards intimacy that much harder.
yeah like yeah because it projects more expectations on it there's not enough contrast there too like Mm. physiologically because you've been going into these peak states all the time yeah you know the reason why alcohol is fun at first is because you haven't had alcohol before you know what i mean the reason why sex is amazing is because you haven't had sex before yeah you know um so if you're giving those sort of chemicals to your body all the time it's just like Mm. You're not, yeah, you're not even going to enjoy the reconnection that you got going on in the way that you could. Mm, so yeah, I guess we're talking we're talking about maturity here. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah, it's such an important piece, and um, yeah, there's so much there. Like you say, there's a whole podcast episode just on <laughs> on that alone. So we'll yeah. I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. I'm yeah. just also conscious of time, and yeah. I've got to get back to the family as well. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, and just to finish, I guess, um, what does and it's because it's so so early on in the podcast. I don't have my like rapid fire end questions. But what I really what's coming through for me to ask you is, um, what does if you could wrap it up in a sentence or two, what does it mean to be a present father? Mm. <laughs> I can hear my younger son calling me. Um, there it is too. Uh, a good listener. Mm. Mm. Um, allocates time to make conscious decisions, you know, so they can be explained clearly and precisely, mm. not just off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and is prepared to steward playfulness, connection, and the culture of the family. How's that? Beautiful. Love yeah. it. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you, my man. Thank you for taking yeah, awesome. the time. Such, Thank you. such a nourishing conversation. Really enjoyed it. And um, I'm sure it won't be the last. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd really love to contribute to this project in in some way. Yeah. Um, sure. So just know that, um, yeah, I'm listening and yeah. I'm available for it. I really believe that men need places to go and mm. and other men to connect with. Um, yeah, Beautiful. very specifically, other men to connect with, particularly other fathers. You know, yeah. in in this approach, because yeah, it can get real lonely out there. Yeah, man, for sure. Yep. And um, where can, speaking of connection, where can mm. the people, men, women um, listening connect with you? Uh, currently uh, just Instagram, no website at the moment, having cool. a break from that. Um, so just Roscoe, R-O-S-K-O, Roscoe mm-hmm. Blake on Instagram. And I, um, yeah, I'm pretty liberal with sharing practices and things on there. There's a little yeah. link to some YouTube things and SoundCloud pieces that uh, for the same sort of, reasons you've, you've just got the passion to share and contribute you know and yeah it's it's not a it's not a money-making exercise it's just a just a calling you know we yeah, just need man. it so yeah yeah for sure mm. amazing big love my man appreciate yeah. you appreciate totally um, yeah the father that you're you're being the work you're doing in the world and um yeah big love my man yeah absolutely you too man enjoy your time in Perth. yeah we'll do cheers man. yeah see you brother 
And there we have it. That is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed that conversation and got a lot out of it. Um, like I mentioned at the start of the show, make sure you go and follow Roscoe and get around um, all the work that he's doing. And um, please share this with somebody in your life that you think would benefit. A dad that you know is... Um, yeah looking to expand and explore these parts of himself um, or, or a man that is stepping into fatherhood pay it forward to one guy in your life that you think think would benefit and that that'll go a really long way um, and just be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on and take a couple of seconds now to to go hit pause go to the apple podcast app and, and leave us a review if you're enjoying the conversations we're putting out already um yeah that goes a really long way to to getting these conversations in the ears of um more people which is what this mission is all about it's what the project is all about so big love from me to you i hope you're well and um i'll see you on the next episode